The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1 for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on your favorite, that's uh, Voice of Vids Radio. We are broadcasting live from our studio right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mbidio Mob Justice Kavaz and I'll be your host until about 8 p.m. Who says that uh, the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we unpack and keep you entertained, educated and intrigued. So so for today, what does the show look like? There's no doubt that the internet is becoming one of the most powerful tools in the world. It has become such a pivotal aspect for many of our major uh, moments in life, whether you're an academic seeking to learn more information, an entrepreneur seeking to advertise their products, or an individual seeking to find employment. We all use the internet in one way or the other. But just like many other services that we use, there is a monetary aspect that is attached to it. And in South Africa, the cost of mobile data has been a, a big point of contention for a number of years now, culminating in a number of um, movements such as the Data Must Fall movement um, that really became popular uh, about two years, about two or three years ago, um, uh, when it uh, actually went to places like Parliament. So today, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the cost of data as uh, the ongoing debate continues around the networks and why they're charging us um, so much in South Africa, yet they are charging less uh, for similar services in other countries. So that's how the show is going to be looking like. We're going to be having a telephonic discussion with Heather Robertson, who is uh, from awetoamantla.mobi. Uh, and then we're going to be talking to a spokesperson um, from ICASA, which is uh, the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, which is the regulator around telecommunications in the country about the high data prices and some of the regulations uh, that have been put in place uh, and also the Competition Commission um, actually released a report a few weeks ago uh, just talking about this and that's what we're going to be looking like. Otherwise, for the rest of the show, we're going to be giving you our business wrap on the other side of this uh, for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news. And then we'll give you the Buffalo Index for the state of your 100 Rand. Remember that you can keep in touch with us on VOW FM. Uh, we are VOW FM, that's Voice of Vits on Facebook. We have our other Facebook page as well. That's the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VOW FM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. On WhatsApp, we are 0840784912 and you can also stream the station live on varfm.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show will be available on fits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how the show is looking like. We're talking about mobile data prices. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Business buzz. It's time for us to give you the business wrap. That's the part of the show where we give you the week's top trending business and economics news. And we are joined by our financial expert. Good evening, Val family. I'm Lona Wasikevi, your host for this segment of the Business Bad Show, the business wrap. This evening, we have Ule Bupasha, a strategy and management consultant with Farmsol. Good evening, Lebu. How have you been? Hi, good evening, Lenovo, and good evening to the Bahasian listeners. We've just come from elections and still on those high spirits. The, in, the um, unemployment stats got released with a cringe-worthy 55.2% of youth unemployment, a statistic of 27.1% of unemployment. Tell us more. 
Um, yes, um, the unemployment, the employment statistics for the, the employment statistics for um, the first quarter of 2019 came out um, this week. And they caused a, caused a very big buzz um, in in the media, especially those youth unemployment numbers. And the and the picture is really looking quite bad, especially compared to the previous quarter last year, um, which was quarter four of 2018. Um, we shed another 237,000 jobs as the South African economy. Mm-hmm. So things are not looking great. And looking specifically at the youth, um, South Africa is about 20.3 million people between the ages of 15 and 34 years. Mm-hmm. And some 40.7% or about 8.3 million are not in employment and are not in education and are not in training. Mm-hmm. And this, this is usually a big uh, pointer towards a big economic or political disaster in most countries. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the countries that has been compared to recently is Venezuela, where you've got um, overall unemployment sitting at just over 50% and youth unemployment around 50%. So this really makes for a concerning situation, especially when you start getting compared to nations that are very close to being called failed states. Mm-hmm. Um, as South Africa. So, which sectors have been more affected by this unemployment? Um, the, the one of the biggest sectors that have been one of the sectors that have been hit the biggest by um, the unemployment um, situation in the country is actually the construction sector, and I think this always links back again to what's happening in the greater economy or the infrastructural part of the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a big um, lalo slowdown in big infrastructure projects. Mm-hmm. And most of our big construction companies um, were geared to take advantage of mega projects like we had in 2010. And since 2010, there's been um, a big slowdown in those type of mega projects. Um, and the government has also started running out of money. And the private sector has stopped investing in mega projects as well. We're going to come back to yeah. South Africa in yeah in a couple of moments. But now let's talk about the escalation of hostilities between Iran and Iraq. The oil price. How does this affect us, all of us? This this has played out like a big drama on Twitter um, with a lot of um, um, tweets going out from the State Department and. The big story around it is that nobody's really saying exactly what's happening, but we can all sort of see the signs of what happened in um, 2003 and the war in Iraq um, around that time. So President Trump's national security advisor um, has always wanted the U.S. to go, go, go to war against Iran and has been saying it for almost two decades, and he might just get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, the U.S issued a travel advisory recommending that U.S. citizens not travel to Iraq. Mm-hmm. And um, Iraq is a U.S. ally. However, the listeners should remember that Iraq shares a border with Iran. Mm-hmm. And due to the high, the, the advisory has been issued due to a high risk of terrorism, kidnapping, and armed conflict. Mm-hmm. So the State Department also ordered all non-emergency um, U.S. government employees to leave Iraq as well. So we're all trying to see and understand what's happening with all these signs. Um, there's also been reports of um, Saudi Arabian oil oil vessels or oil ships being attacked in the Persian Gulf. So there's a lot of things that are happening, but at this stage, nobody really knows. So there's a lot of uncertainty around what's going to happen. But I think the biggest pointer has definitely been um, the biggest pointer has definitely been 
the U.S. telling all of its citizens to not go to to Iran, uh, sorry, to Iraq, mm-hmm. and also evacuating all but um, the emergency personnel um, from Iraq. Now, back to South Africa. Um, Cyril's cabinet and the economic policy. A couple of weeks ago during the manifesto and everything, the ANC asked for another chance from South Africans and they got it. What is the anticipated economic policy shift? Um, because on the 25th of May, well, he, um, Cyril Ramaphosa will be announcing his cabinet. What should we anticipate? Do we see the new dawn? Are you anticipating a new dawn? Yes, all of that. Tell us. Um, so um, I think some of the listeners may have seen some of the, the WhatsApps making the round, yeah. um, speculating on who will be in the next cabinet. I think at this stage, the only person who knows exactly who will be in South Africa's sixth um, democratic executive is none other than Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, but this was a very telling election. Yeah. Um, South Africa went into this election with the ratings agencies firing a lot of shots at mm-hmm. the country. And only one ratings agency um, still rating us above junk status. Yeah. And the warnings were mainly around fixing the state-owned enterprises, fighting corruption, and sorting out our budgetary discipline and basically tightening our belts. We need to be more careful around how we spend our money. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still on the brink of a, of a credit downgrade yes. by, um, uh, by Moody's, which will slip us into junk status. Yeah. So... We're not the only ones as South Africans watching what will happen um, and who will be appointed to the next cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa was given a reprieve in the last review cycle and it looked like the, um, the ratings agency wanted us to have our election and see how the elections went and the kind of messaging we'd get after the election. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like, as you were saying, South Africans have given the ANC another chance to, to self-correct as the ANC um, would Thank you so much for talking to us, Lebu. We'll see you next time. Thank you. You're tuned in to the business bus. It's now time for us to get into our Buffalo Index as the part of the show where we tell you the state of your 100 rand and we let you know what your 100 rand is looking like in terms of mobile data prices this week. Uh, so what we've done is, since we're talking about um, how costly data prices are in South Africa at the moment, on today's Buffalo Index, we're trying to see what can you do with a 100 rand or a buffalo uh, when it comes to data prices in South Africa. So looking at some of the more common Um, data packages that people tend to get or the data bundles that people tend um, to buy on the smaller side um, 100 megabytes, 500 megabytes, a gig and then maybe 5 gigs uh, for people that have a lot of money to spend. Uh, We decided that we're just going to look at the average prices across the big networks. So starting with 100 megabytes that's going to cost you uh, 0.3 buffaloes or 30 rand so you can can actually get a few of those for your one and then for half a gig or 500 megabytes that's going to cost you on average exactly one buffalo or a hundred rand and then for the one gig um, the average price seems to be about one and a half buffaloes that's at and uh, at about 150 rand and then on the higher end of the spectrum if you're looking to get about five gigs for your uh, mobile data at the moment that will cost you four buffaloes or 400 rand 
some of these prices are actually quite crazy as you can see uh surely they could actually be coming down and these are some of the discussions that we're going to be having um with our guests so definitely make sure today's uh, buffalo index we try to keep it um short and sweet as you can see the main point is the fact that these data prices you know some, something needs to happen um so on the other side of this we're going to be getting into our main topic on the business bus Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VAU FM. And today we are talking about those infamous uh, mobile data prices. I think most of us spend hours on end on our phones either responding to emails and text messages, uh, searching for opportunities and information online, engaging in interactions on Twitter, or maybe even looking for new uh, YouTube videos of tutorials or series to binge on. Uh, But all of which can simply be destroyed by a brief SMS indicating that your bundle has been depleted uh, and we can all agree uh, the that uh, the slight uh, the slight nuisance um, that data can play in one's life uh, which can be very a, a very pivotal role and uh, and it can help us form part of the online world um, that has access to rapid information flow um, and and online resources and actually a couple of years ago i think the world bank actually conducted some research um, tying in the correlation between um, access to internet and GDP growth. Um, So having access to the internet is very important, but in South Africa it seems to be the bane of our existence what these prices are. Um, So for today, um, that's what we're talking about. Remember that on social media you can tell us what your experiences have been uh, on VARFM that's VARFM on uh, Facebook. On Twitter we're at uh, VARFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz so as we begin today's discussion uh, we are joined in studio by heather robertson who is a spokesperson for amantla.mobi how are you Fine, thanks. Um, I'm actually not a spokesperson for Amanda. I work at Amanda. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I, I, I'm the, the HR finance and ops manager at Amanda.mobi. Yes, so we stand corrected. Um, HR and uh, finance ops uh, manager with uh, Amanda.mobi. Um, so as we begin our discussion, can you just give us a little bit around what um, Amandla, you know, dot Mobi actually does? And we've also seen that there's a way to dot Amandla dot Mobi and what that difference has been because we actually profiled as one of our brand new heavies last year, um, one of the founders of Amandla dot Mobi. So it's nice, you know, that we're having this uh, the year after. Okay, so... Um, you probably spoke to Koketsu Mweti, who is the founder of Amanda.mobi. Uh, it was founded around 2014. Amanda is a community advocacy organization yeah. um, which is focused on improving the lives of low-income black women. Um, it, it, the organization has grown since its, since its origins. We've actually just, I mean, I, I joined in August last year and we've just moved into our own offices, oh, okay. which for, for students is actually just around the corner. Uh, we're in Juta Street. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we now have our own space. We've also started training um, digital campaigners. Yeah. Um, our, our first six campaign fellows graduated at the end of last year, and we're busy advertising um, for another fellowship, which is going to last four months. Yeah. Um, uh, for this year, the, the, the deadline's actually on 
uh, on this Sunday. Um, so Amandla is concerned with social justice and as I said in particular with improving the lives of our members who are over 200,000 strong and are essentially majority low-income black women. Yeah. So I think when it comes to young people, we, we're very interested in Data Must Fall. It became a movement, I think, in 2016. Um, there was a lot of uh, issues. People went to Parliament, I believe, Thibaut Taj, Gareth Cliff, all of that. Uh, but we're interested to hear what your, um, what your role has been in actually driving this debate forward and uh, what some of the successes um, you've had are and where... I guess what what gaps you think still need to be filled mm. in that debate? Um, okay, w- what differentiates Amandla.mobi's camp- Data Must Fall campaign from Thibaut Touch and Gareth Cliff is that this, for, for us, yeah. it wasn't a self-promotional exercise. <laughs> um, it wasn't uh, a storm in a teacup. Yeah. It's a lifelong um, battle to actually ensure that there is not a poverty premium on data prices. Yeah. So actually, before the whole, um, I mean, obviously celebrities have a lot of following, but before that, before Tibo Touch, uh, our campaign started in 2014, okay. and it gained traction actually uh, two years later in 2016, um, when 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 Touch took it to Twitter, mm. you know, and he had this big stunt where he gave cell phone companies a 29-day deadline to stop their daylight robbery. Um, we, on the other hand, went door to door to people within our target group, low-income black women. Um, and in September 2016, the, 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 the attention was created. Parliament, Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Telecommunications discussed South Africa's data cost as amongst the highest in the world. I mean, we had about 44,379 petitions signed, oh, wow. which we directed. Um, see, the thing about Amanda.mobi is that you don't, we don't just um, spray and pray that, that, that action's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's a very particular strategy that, that, that the organization takes with our, with our campaigns. Number one, it's about who in power can actually make the change yeah. that we need to happen. Yeah. So we, we, we talk about the ask. What is the ask? What, what what do we need to actually ask for mm. and who do we need to direct, who's the person in power that we need to direct today and on on a number of levels Amanda took it to ICASA which which is the which is the communications regulation authority yeah. and as you know we won that bit I mean whereas um, for example I mean the people that you speak Tipo Touch stopped their campaign once they'd got funding from the cell phone companies um, um, uh, to, 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 to sponsor them. He scored a deal with MTM, basically, mm. which allowed users to stream Touch Central for free. Our campaign <laughs> continued yeah. um, and still continues. What we talk about is as, as the campaign, as we may win a certain victory, so the ICASA, I mean, we still have a Dwan ICASA and, and in fact, the competition tribunal, we had a hell of a lot of representation last year. Um, the cell phone companies even took us, uh, uh, tried to actually block ICASA in the court. Um, so only in November last year, uh, the court ruled that now ICASA had to set the regulations and the regulation was set for February this year. Mm. And, and still, um, our executive director, Koketsu, as you pointed out, um, still the cell phone companies were trying to charge people for rollover of data. Yeah. And, and, and we, we, we pivoted, which means we changed the campaign 
all those 45 that we've changed the campaign to say like look let's now be vigilant let's ask each and every one of those cell phone companies to complain to them if, you, if, if you're an MTN subscriber Telcom, Vodacom, Sales, whoever complain, go through your customer channels complain about this charging for the rollover because they are actually going against the regulations of ICASA and in some instances the cell phone company stopped in other instances the the the, the it's a loot to continue the fight still continues and the fight will still continue until i mean there's a, there's a, a study that was done by um uh, Indra Landero from uh, the director of jam lab just around the corner here at Shimolo yeah um which actually showed that south africans are paying 50 percent they we should we we, we should uh, the price of data should reduce by 50 percent actually okay. um for us to be on par um and 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 that the poor are definitely pay, pay, paying a premium remember it's not the poor are not on contracts so contract prices are much cheaper for data whereas people who are playing pay as you go, pay as you go are, are being charged much more so these companies are actually making a lot of their profit out of the very poor and we're so saying the very poor the very people who actually need a foot up and need access to data to access education i mean look at the gde yeah um who are the kids who are getting into the best functioning schools? It's those whose parents have access to data because the application form is online. Yeah. For grade one, and, and I see they put they they put out it again for grade ones and for grade eights. You have to go online. You have to be first online to to get into the school. And if you don't make it, you don't make it. You get your, your kid gets put in any school, which may not be the best school for them. Um. A few weeks ago, the Competition Commission uh, came out with their report, uh, a preliminary report into um, a market inquiry into the price of data. I think it had been a two-year process, and one of the things that they highlighted is what you're saying, that um, they feel like there is exploitation of uh, um, the lower rungs of uh, the income levels because, and one of the things they mentioned was um, people in the lower income brackets don't have handovers. Um, like, if you come to work, yeah, if depending on where you work, sometimes you have the ability to for free Wi-Fi during the day, or you might have uh, free wi- you might have unlimited Wi-Fi at home. So your 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 exposure to mobile data is very limited. Have you had any engagement f- from the networks uh, for our listeners to perhaps understand why is it that the data prices are so high? Because I think it's the question that everyone asks, but we we aren't ever fully aware of what why are they charging us so much you know what they will go around the bush and they will give a whole lot of different explanations about their networks about access it's simple yeah they need to make a profit and they are putting profits before people yeah simple it's that, that that's the reason it's affecting their profit line they they've devised business models where they're actually making more money out of the lower income earners because remember the society that we're living is highly unequal more than 50 percent of our population uh is living in poverty you know so 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 they are actually going for, for for that fifty percent, it's it's a numbers game, it's a volumes game, yeah. and they are not, and 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 look, it's 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 unjust, it's unfair, and it does not actually give the poor an opportunity to to actually advance in yeah. any way, and yeah. it's in particular in terms of information and education, which digital access allows you. 
So do you think they should just bring the prices down completely or should government come to the table um, to perhaps incentivize? Because one of the things I'm just reading through the Competition Commission's report Mm -hmm. is they're saying... um, the invi- they I think there there was an issue where they said the regulator, which is ICASA that you spoke about earlier mm. on, needs to come to the table and uh, give the network spectrum and all of that stuff so that they can bring down their prices because you have to make it um, worthwhile for the networks or else they're just not going to do it. So do you think there's also uh, a part of the equation where government or the regulator also needs to come so that they can complete this thing? Just so that we have a balanced <laughs> argument. Um, look, I mean, you can you can invite someone from the from the from the networks to to give their perspective, and they will give a totally different perspective. Um, we're talking on behalf of our members. Yeah. We're talking on behalf of 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 low income black women, and um, we can't talk on behalf of businesses and and giving them sweetness when they're the actually one they're the ones that have been profiting mm. and living very uh elitist luxurious lives um based on their profiting of of the poor mm. so why must the poor give concessions to them mm. um that's that that's not the work that that they need to do work. If they, I mean, they, they need to negotiate with the CASA. They need to negotiate with the competition strike. They need to negotiate with the government. We are saying, and I think we are rightfully saying, government needs to intervene. The poor are being exploited. And, 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 and quite frankly, all our submissions, both to government, to lobbying parliament, um, lobbying ICASA, and the competitions tribunal, have found that we are on the right side of, of, of history in terms of showing that the poor are paying a poverty premium. On, on, on data costs. So, you know, welcome to invite the, the networks to, to, to give them, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk on behalf of the networks. Because I don't, I'm not in there, you know, I don't know why yeah. they are overcharging. I don't know why they want government to give them something. Um, they need to, I mean, they businesses, they need to come up with proper business plans that are not exploitative. Mm. That actually, you know, uh, they need to actually devise new ideas. That's not our job. We, uh, as Amanda.mobi, we're here to actually side with the low-income black woman consumer. Yeah. So, what is Amanda.mobi um, working on at the moment in terms of uh, in terms of current projects um, as you know the fight continues, and also how can people actually either participate or um, at least get in touch with you guys if they want to engage? Okay, we have got a very active Facebook page, a Monday.mobi yeah. Facebook page. Very, we're very active on Twitter as well. Um, and then you can access our, our actual websites. We've got two, um, and I, I don't think we properly explained the difference between the two. Okay. So we have uh, the Amanda.mobi website. Yeah. Now, those are, are, are campaigns that have been devised by the, the campaigners working for Amanda.mobi. Okay. Okay. Or in in collaboration with our partners, we work with different organisations yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, for example, we've won a, a, a victory to actually introduce a sugar a sugar tax, um, because a lot of people in our country are getting sick from non-communicable diseases yes. like diabetes. Yes. Um, and and the the sugary drinks industry, like the the I mean, you can name a, a whole lot of them: the Energades, the Coca Colas, you know. 
the, the cooies, the, the range of them. Um, the high sugar content in those drinks um, have, are, are, are now uh, they are now taxable. There's a sugar there's there, there's, there's a sugar tax, and we and we successfully uh, campaigned for that. Um, so so that's what our our amandla uh, component does. But we also have what we call awetu.mobi. Yeah. And Mobi is the space where anyone, whether you're a student, whether you're a community member, you and you and, and you have an issue that you would like to take up. But remember, our we have a campaign strategy. If you have a campaign that you think is winnable, for example, um, um, some University of KZN students um, launched a campaign that was successful on, on our site. It was, about, I think, it was about student accommodation. Um, if you think it can, and, and you, you you have a person that you know can make the difference, so let's say it's to, okay, let's say there's sexual harassment in. A, I'm just making this up, okay? Uh. Sexual harassment in the university department, um, and then so who would be the person? Who would be the person who has the power? For the students not to feel victimized, so that they can actually have something done about that. Yeah. Okay. I'm asking you. Yeah. Who would it be in in in, in the you know in the university administration? Who sexual harassment charges against a lecturer? It's in a department. Who would the students have to go to? Oh wow! At my university, there was uh, there was an office. I'm just forgetting what it was called, but there was an office that dealt with harassment cases. Uh, it was a it was a special it okay. was a special division. So let's say yeah. let, 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 let's say there's the sexual harassment department. I'm not saying that. So what you would do is like you 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 you, you you'd fill in that 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 petition online on our way to dot mobile, and it's got like, they'll ask you. I say who what change do you want to see made? Who do you think needs to make the change? So you'll put in the person that you're going to be addressing. What is the contact details of that person? And then um, you will actually it, it it shows you step by step how to actually write a campaign strategy mm. that will effect change. Ah. So it's not just writing a whole lot of ranting and raving. Yeah. It's got to be researched. It's got to be, you know, you've got to prove that you know, the, 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 these, are the, these are the cases, this is what's happened, we need this, and, and what action you want to actually happen. Yeah. So you need to be clear about what change you do want to happen. Um, yeah, so this, so where to is available for the general public. It is. Um, we have our campaigners do go through their way to campaigns and approve them, yep. um, just to see that they are. And they will pick up the phone and they will talk to you if it does need a bit of tweaking here and there. Yep. I mean, a recent campaign that 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 uh, we're, um, which, which was very successfully used um, was the um, that survey into into the. <laughs> Into coloured women, that coloured women, uh, that university study, university study, that that that, that coloured women um, actually don't have the same uh, cognitive capacity oh, wow. as others, um, you know, uh, which is very deeply offensive. And um, a professor, at, uh, well, uh, academic at UCT, Barbara Bosman, I think, um, launched a campaign on our way to, and got thousands of responses. Yeah. And got action. Yeah. The journal retracted the article. You know they're, they're going to be investigating. So it's that that sort of thing. It's it, it's quite it's rapid rapid response, quick response to to things. That, and and it it gives people the power to know that you can make a difference. We're not just sitting ducks. Yeah. Um. Where we just have to take injustices like you know high, being exploited by the cell phone companies with high data prices. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, so that's so, so, so that's that's what we can do, and so anyone can actually go onto a to dot and start a campaign. Okay. Um, it, it'll get approved by us if it, as I said, if it's a very clear ask, yeah. and it is going to make some positive change, um, that will that will affect the, the lives of the majority. So you heard that was us. We are in studio uh, with Heather Robertson, who is uh, from Amantla.mobi. You can visit their websites. There's uh, Awetu.mobi and Amantla.mobi and just see what uh, the campaigns are there and actually participate. Or you can actually launch your own um, campaigns. They've got step-by-step instructions on how um, you can effect change going through a process and actually justifying uh, what your case is and what the merits are of that case so that was us we're talking um data prices um you heard that they've got a lot of um uh, theirs their fight is an ongoing one um that's been going on since 2014 and they continue to fight and uh, their message is um the networks need to stop exploiting the poor so on the other side of this we continue uh, with our debate around data prices this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz, business buzz. For our second interview on the line, we have got Mr. Paseka Malega, who is the spokesperson of ICASA, and ICASA is the Independent Commission's Authority of uh, South Africa, and is going to explain to us the role that ICASA plays in the regulation of, for instance, um, the data prices here in the country. Mm-hmm. So what we also do is we develop regulations that govern, that govern the sector itself and also make sure that we enforce compliance Regulations, not just the regulations, but also the law in terms of what we call the Electronic Communications Act and other other statutes such as your ICASA Act and, and, and all the others, the Broadcasting Act, etc. So we enforce we enforce the compliance to those to those regulations and the legislation. It also is that of consumer protection and spectrum management. So in terms of consumer protection, we, we mean that everything that we do that ensure that consumers get value for their money. And they are able to to benefit from the regulations that we pass and the licenses that we issue. And spectrum management, in the sense that we are also providing or uh, giving licenses to spectrum and as well as services that we that we regulate. So that's the long and short of it of what we do as the regulator. Okay. And then uh, zooming into today's topic, um, the Data Must Fall movement is a campaign that started the call for the regulation of prepaid mobile data prices in the country. And yes, you may already know. What role has ICASA played as a regulatory body in hitting that call? Okay, the Data Must Fall campaign came after we have already started as the regulator to, to drive them to drive down the cost of communication. And the issue of data of data must fall came came uh, simply because we, we all know that um, there's there's a shift in the trend of, of communicating. People are now using more uh, data services to communicate as as opposed to voice. So um, as the regulator we've been we, we have regulations that are in place and then we reviewed one of those regulations. One of the regulations that dealt specifically with the issues relating to data is the end user and subscriber service charter regulation, which we reviewed uh, last year and came into effect this year after we were taken to court when we wanted to implement those regulations. But this year in February, we were able to implement those regulations. So our role, therefore, is to try and, and reduce the cost of communication in general and in particular data. So um, what, one of the first things that we did as the regulators was to make sure that we deal with the basic issues first. The basic issues, I mean, uh, issues of transparency, 
in terms of the end user and subscribers to the charter regulations. So what we are saying, um, the um, network operators must be able to notify consumers during their consumption of data at 80%, no, no, at 50%, 80%, and 100%. Meaning that if you've bought 100 megabytes of data, whenever you reach 50%, now you've got 50 megabytes, they must inform you. Mm-hmm. When you've got, when you've left 20 megabytes, they must inform you. Mm-hmm. When the data is finished, they must inform you. So that the, the, you are not automatically defaulted to out of bundle billing. Out of bundle billing meaning that you're out of data, but now you still have your airtime. Now they use your airtime to fund for your data. So the, what you're saying is that you say, no, you can't do that. You must be as transparent as possible to a consumer and allow the consumer to give the network provider a permission to charge them out of bundle rate. So those are some of the things that, we, that we're doing as a regulator. The other issue is the issue related to rollover and transfer of data. Because normally what, what network providers used to do was the fact that whenever you've, you've reached a 30-day uh, period of using your data and you still have your data, you would forfeit your data. But what we're saying is that let the consumer not forfeit their data. Give them an opportunity to roll it over to the next billing period or to transfer it to someone else who, or who's on the same network as themselves. So those are the, the steps that we have taken as the, as the basic steps to ensure that we bring about transparency and ensure that uh, consumers are able to track and manage their data better. And then there's another process that is ongoing at the moment. The process relates to uh, the broadband market review process, where we are saying all the network operators must give us information how they charge for data. They must tell us what are their input costs. Because when you ask them as to why the data is high, they'll tell you that, no, there are input costs. Uh, cost for inputting together the infrastructure, management of the infrastructure and the human resource capital and stuff like that. But what you're saying is that please give us the information in terms of how you go about um, charging people so that we're able to, to know exactly what exactly goes behind the scenes. Uh, that ends up with a consumer paying a certain amount of money for a gig of data or for a megabyte of data and all this. That process is still continuing. We are still in the consultation phase. And then once the process has been completed, ICASA will therefore be able to uh, to come up with a position which may culminate into a regulation. Okay. Yes, because, I mean, it is one of the biggest contention has always been that uh, the data prices in South Africa compared to other African countries, for example, are still relatively very high. And then um, apparently there is the, the availability of a radio frequency spectrum and infrastructure is, is believed that it could lower data prices, but no new spectrum has been available in the past few years here in the country. But so who provides the spectrum and why aren't these networks? providing their own additional infrastructure? Okay, the issue of Spectrum is one of the most important issues because we believe that uh, licensing of Spectrum will also be, it will introduce competition in the in the market. Right now, as the authority, we have already outlined our um, IMT roadmap, how we are going to license the Spectrum. But we cannot license the Spectrum now because we are still waiting for the minister to issue a policy directive telling us how we should conceive, how we should looking to licensing the spectrum itself and what are the, the things that we should, we should check when we license the, the spectrum. So, um, yes, of course, once you license the spectrum, there's going to be more people coming into play and then prices might go down because we also believe that when you introduce more competition, prices go down because people, uh, they, they, those who are providing a service will try and, and get as much as much um, subscribers as possible or customers as possible. So um, we currently we are, we are still waiting for the minister to issue us with the police directive. Then after that, we'll be able to license the spectrum. We've been ready all along. 
uh, and we tried to license the spectrum two years ago, but unfortunately, because we're taking to court, then there was an interdict, so we couldn't license the spectrum at the time. That was in 2016. But now, now that the, the matter was settled, we are still waiting for the minister to give us the police directive, and then we'll be able to to address the issue of, of licensing of spectrum. So, so quite frankly, so the. Uh, the licensing of the spectrum will definitely make a difference in the data prices as they stand. Well, we believe that if we can introduce more competition and then and license the spectrum to as many people as possible, uh, we believe that that will drive the cost of data down. Okay. And uh, talking about competition, one cannot help but think that service providers here are happy with the status quo. You know, that's what other people are saying, that the lack of competition makes it even better, not to talk about the price fixing that exists. What do you make of this? Um, I'm not sure if there's any price fixing, but what I know for sure is the fact that the network operators do require the spectrum. They've always been saying release the spectrum so that we can try and, 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 and utilize it more effectively and more efficiently. So that's exactly what we want to do as a regulator. We want to release the spectrum, and then, but we cannot do that until we get a police directive to issue that, that, that spectrum. So because most of the, in fact, all the network operators, what they've been doing all along was to refarm the spectrum. By refarming, I mean that the spectrum that they have was mainly used for, for voice, but now they have to refund the spectrum, utilize that spectrum to provide broadband services. So if you provide them with a spectrum that is relevant to providing broadband services, then they'll be able to, uh, they'll be able to provide a service at a, at a, at a lower rate. So um, that's what we are, we are hearing. But until you license the spectrum, then we'll be able to, to know exactly what, what the issues are. But the intention from our side is to indeed license the spectrum and introduce more competition in the market. And then uh, the Competition Commission, I mean, this whole, when you're making all those recommendations, so what, what role has it played in, in, in trying to figure out, to make sense out of this whole data prices thing? Well, what we're seeing as ICASA is the fact that uh, the Competition Commission report it actually um, it gives substance to what we have been doing as a regulator. Because some of the, some of the findings uh, relate to the issue of spectrum that we've always been addressing the it, it relates to issue of transparency but we've always been addressing so um, our reports our findings are almost similar so we, it means uh, we are on the right track because has also made its submission to the competition commission and i believe because will also be making its, its secondary submission which is due on the 14th of june so on the on the very same process so um, when you look at the process and what we've been doing as the, as the regulator you'll find that everything that we have, we have come up with before it's been captured in the in the competition commission report. So for us, we welcome it because it it intensifies our stance in te, in, in respect to the, the issue of data and how expensive data is in South Africa. Um, and finally, are there any future plans by CASA to further regulate data prices, even lower as we gear up towards becoming a more digital economy and facilitate access to online resources and opportunities? Um, yeah, I've already stated the fact that with the broadband market review process, we're still collecting the information, and that information will assist us to develop uh, to come up with a position as a regulator. Then, once the position has been has, has, has been determined, then we'll be able to to, to to make it clear whether we're going to develop the regulations that are specific to data services or not. So but the possibility is that we may develop those regulations because there's an uptrend out there to say the cost of data is high in South Africa. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, that was uh, Mr. Paseka Maleka, the spokesperson of ICASA, the Independent Commission's Authority of SA. The, the business does. And we've.
that we've come to the end of the show um thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the show i think uh, one of the big takeaways when it comes to the issue of uh, mobile data pricing in south africa um is just the fact that uh, the cost of data in south africa is actually quite high i think everyone knows that uh, but most interestingly is just the fact that um when you compare south africa to the rest of the region to the rest of the continent for example uh, south africa has one of the better set infrastructure systems um, on the continent yet we have some of the highest data prices which seems to make no sense uh, but there are a lot of moving parts when you actually delve deep into the debate um, just around issues of spectrum how many towers are being built um, digital migration and 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 there are a lot of uh, pieces inside there at the end of the day the telephone or the telecommunications networks are businesses and they are driven by profit um, profit incentives and over the last uh, year or two uh, data prices have actually fallen on average about 40 percent and the truth of the matter is if um, other concessions in the market aren't made, such as uh, issuing a spectrum, for example. There's only so much that we can expect the networks to do in terms of actually bringing down uh, more and more of their margins because um, as uh, telecommunications companies continue to evolve, uh, they're going to be shifting their business models away from receiving the majority of their money from voice revenues over to data revenue. So the data prospects need to be attractive uh, for the networks, which is actually something that the Competition Commission actually said um, in their report a few weeks ago. So it's a complex issue. Um, the communications companies definitely need to bring their data prices down. At the same time, um, the regulators need to create an enabling environment. And uh, and uh, South Africans, uh, people need to be demanding more and more of both government and the companies themselves uh, because Internet access, it's a big thing, and it's one of those things that's driving the economy, driving the world, and we can't be left behind. So you can let us know what you think on... Uh Facebook, we are VARFM, that's the voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page, and that's the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. On WhatsApp, we're 0840784912, and you can also stream the station live on varfm.co.za. Remember that you can also find podcasts of the Business Buzz Show on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So, with that, We've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to our amazing team, our technical producer, that's Kutluano Serame. Our executive producer is uh, Simba Honde together with uh, Gloria Mabuza. And then our producers, that's uh, Lonobo Sitebi uh, and Slindile Sibi. Don't miss the business bus, same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. On the other side of this, VARFM uh, continues uh, with... Um, living electro remember that the business buzz is sponsored by absa from myself mudio mob justice gavaza and the rest of the team it's a good evening and take care mob justice on the business buzz the business buzz podcast